So hello and welcome to another episode of Matter of Mindset, a podcast to help you create a happier, healthier mind. If you're new to listening, my name's Emily, the founder of Matter of Mind Coaching, and it's my job as a personal development and NLP coach to support and empower people to make positive change in their life. My main priority when I'm working with clients is to help them improve their well-being and train their mind so they can feel happier and more in line with who they are and what they want to do. And I absolutely love what I do through my coaching. I love helping people to make positive changes, to think differently about themselves and their lives and think more optimistically when life is obviously very challenging at times and there's a lot that we all face. It's so satisfying to see people learn more about themselves, gain that deeper understanding and make changes that actually help them to feel happier and healthier in what they do every single day and be able to deal with those challenges more effectively. I work with people online one-to-one so I can work with anybody in the world and I also have a base at Hero Training Club in Manchester. So if you are local then definitely check out Hero and if you're interested in coaching then come down to the club and get a free consultation with me. So the reason why I started doing this podcast for those of you who are new and a reminder for those who listen is to help more people beyond my coaching practice. And I want to help people to shift their mindset, improve their well-being and take better care of themselves every single day. So on today's episode, I'm talking about self-care. And interestingly, self-care has been really important for me over the last month or so. I've been ill with colds and all sorts of things going on where I've had to pause and think, what is the next best thing I need to do to take better care of myself? So this self-care episode is very important for me and for others as well, of course. Self-care is a very important thing to build into our lives. But it can be something that's very challenging. It can be something that means we have to say no to certain things we want to do in order to look after ourselves. It can also mean kind of putting things on pause to take care of ourselves. Can you tell I've been having a slow month looking after myself while I've been being a little bit poorly? But it's inevitable. If we need to take care of ourselves, especially when we're ill, we need to slow down and make the best choice for ourselves, which can be very difficult at times. Anyway, on today's episode, I'm going to take us through self-care, what it is and what it isn't why it's so important, and most importantly, how you can start to prioritise it in your own life and how you can build it into your everyday. So when self-care is mentioned, it's often seen as an indulgence or a luxury. It's something that people do if they've got time, maybe it's saved for holidays or saved for the weekend. You know, I'll rest when this is done. I'll rest when work is over. Or it's something that people only do when they're really low or when they're really exhausted and think, wow, I need to actually take some proper care of myself. And yes, it can be all of these things, of course, but self-care will only keep us well in the long run if we engage with it every day, not just as a reactionary measure. So for those of you who are like, well, what is self-care? Because before I was a coach, I would, you know, I wouldn't really be able to give a definition of what self-care was. It's only over the last five, six years I've been able to think what my self-care looks like, but also look into the definitions of all sorts of things to do with well-being. So self-care is the practice of taking an active role 
in protecting one's own well-being and happiness. Keywords there, active and protecting. So you have to take an active role in your own self-care and protect your well-being. This can include anything that keeps you healthy. That's also what self-care is, physically, mentally, spiritually. It's really important to say that the spiritual side of things is whatever that means to you. That could be a religious belief, but it also could just be a belief in something bigger than yourself. To me, that's my connection with nature. So it's really important that we look after ourselves physically, mentally and spiritually and engaging in things that help us to feel well in all of those areas. Self-care refuels us from our daily lives. Self-care is deliberately planned. It reduces anxiety, stress, restores the balance, which is often what's missing from many of our lives, balance. The best way to see self-care is charging your batteries so you don't run out on empty. You know, we all charge our phones every single day and we need to do that for ourselves as well. Switch off and recharge. And in today's modern world, that's extremely difficult for so many. So even though prioritizing self-care sounds like common sense... It's often the first thing to to go when we find ourselves in challenging situations or we even just find ourselves really busy. We get in a habit of just putting it to one side and not, not engaging with it. It's something that many people don't put on the top of their agenda, especially if they're, as I said, busy. Maybe they prioritize other things against more highly than themselves, perhaps. This can also happen when we're caring for other people. And when we get busier, we stop taking breaks. We stop having an awareness of how we feel. We don't prioritize rest. We sometimes then cancel plans we've got that are going to make us feel alive and fun and energized because we're so tired. And we essentially put ourselves last and only realize, wow, whew, I need to... Uh, have a rest when our body forces us to have a rest because it's so exhausted mentally, physically and emotionally at times. So people often then turn to self-care as a reactive measure. Some people struggle to even turn to self-care at that moment. And as I talk about this, you might be able to relate to this. You, You might feel a little bit of discomfort maybe to go, oh yeah, actually I really do struggle to take care of myself. And if that's you, just show yourself some kindness, show yourself some compassion. Doing this stuff is really hard. Taking care of yourself is hard. It's something we're not really taught when we're younger to, you know, take care of our needs and meet our needs. And it's something that many people, especially in their sort of 20s, 30s and 40s and above, have never done necessarily on purpose in adult life. It's something we learn later. So self-care is a practice that's that's something to develop for all of us. So be kind if you're thinking, oh, I really struggle to take care of myself. I am exhausted. I am stressed. Hopefully some of the things I say in this episode will help you to feel a little bit better and start to build that self-care back into your life and maybe just realize, wow, I need to prioritize that a little bit more. So as I keep saying, self-care needs to be something we commit to every day. And to get there, we first need to become aware of what types of self-care we're engaging with or what we're not engaging with 
and then try to work out how we can fit a little bit more into our life, just step by step without getting too overwhelming about it. We don't want self-care to become another to-do list. We need it to nurture us and restore us, even if that's going back to basics, which I'll go through a little bit later. So self-care is about giving yourself what you need when you need it in a healthy way. And this can take time to cultivate this awareness of what you need. Often someone, me included, might ask a person, well, what is it that you need? And they struggle to know the answer to that. So what I'm saying is see your self-care and finding out what that is to you as a bit of a journey, a bit of an exploration to figure out when you feel tired, what do you need? Or when you feel happy, what do you need? Or what makes you happy? Because happiness is also part of our self-care. So let's do a quick check-in now and get a little bit more into it, looking at the different types of self-care. And as I run through this list of the types, I want you to start just thinking about what you could start to prioritize a little bit more. Just think what resonates with you. No pressure to sit and and make notes. If you obviously want to do that, great, but just let it sit with you. Let it resonate with you as I speak through them. So we've got physical self-care and this comes in the form of exercise mainly, eating healthily, but also getting rest and sleep. And I think that last bit is a most important part of this self-care, getting rest and sleep physically restoring our bodies through rest and sleep is essential and it's something many of us struggle with and many of us aren't prioritizing a lot of people prioritize exercise and eating well but don't actually rest or recognize when they need to rest so what do you feel like you need to prioritize a little bit more out of those is it exercise is it eating healthily is it getting rest or just thinking about your sleep habits and how you could improve that a little bit. Just take note, notice what you think. Mm, Yeah, I think I could maybe look at that a little bit more. The next one is emotional self-care. So being able to regulate your emotions or respond to them as effectively as possible. It's not being a robot and going, oh, I feel sad, I now need this. But it's being able to, as I said, regulate how you feel. And what I mean by that is just recognizing when you feel like either low or when you feel great and being able to give yourself what you need in those moments and recognize where you're at and how you feel. Emotional self-care is also understanding what makes you feel a certain way. It's about showing kindness to yourself and engaging in self-soothing activities. That could be bodywork, yoga, breathwork, walking in nature, uh, listening to music, whatever you do to self-soothe. Again, just think about out of those, which would you like to maybe just prioritise a little bit more and take note. There's no pressure here to know the answers either. These are just things to be thinking about, which is maybe missing in your life or what are you struggling with or even what are you you good at and praise yourself for that. The next self-care is social self-care. Your connections, your relationships, are they meaningful 
Do you have people you can rely on, speak to, honestly, ask for support? And importantly, are you engaging in the right types of social activities that suit you and your energy or your likes, your interests, your values? Or is there resistance in your social activities? Do you actually want to be doing what you're doing? Is that something you could note to maybe just look at and ultimately start to change, perhaps? Are you doing things socially that make you feel happy with people that make you feel good? Just check in with that. Are you around good energy, good connections? We all have people in our lives that make us hopefully, hopefully feel good. But we also have people that can drain us. So it's about just tuning into that and and figuring out when you spend time with certain people, if you have to. And if you don't, don't spend time with them. Spiritual self-care is the final type that I'm going to go through today. There are more types, but this is the final one I'm going to just mention today. Do you feel like you have a connection to something bigger than yourself? For me, that is nature. That is my connection to nature. And I engage with that every single day, even on a little walk. I live in an urban environment, but I engage with nature every single day. It makes me feel calm, reduces my stress, just feel great when I am near trees, near any form of nature. It could be connecting though to a religious belief or even a yoga practice or commitment that you have or a meditation. Where in your day and your week are you connecting to that spiritual self-care? Something bigger than you allows you to gain perspective. You're able to engage in something outside of yourself but that connects you with that. And just sit with that, what came up. And you might be like, I'm really struggling with that one. That might be something you'd like to explore a little bit more. Just think all of these types, which, which type do you feel like, yeah, I need to look at that a little bit more to feel happier, to feel healthier. And without pressurizing yourself, perhaps think, is it physical self-care this next week that I'm going to prioritize a little bit more? Is it the emotional self-care? You know, perhaps tapping into that a little bit. Or the social self-care that I mentioned. Can you think, hmm, are the relationships I have currently supportive? Can I be myself? Do they make me feel good? And finally, that spiritual self-care. Am I connecting to something beyond me? This can also help when we, you know, think a lot and overthink. Connecting with something beyond ourselves just grounds us, brings us that perspective I mentioned before. So going through the different types of self-care raises your awareness to what self-care looks like. It isn't just having bubble baths and lighting candles, even though that's great too. It's all those other things, physical, mental and spiritual. Just check in, make sure you have a balance of all. So the next thing I want to talk about, which is very important when it comes down to self-care, is managing your energy. Now, you might be like, how do I do that? Because we all have things that we have to do throughout the day. We can't just take rests whenever we want. Uh, Some of us aren't even aware of, of when we're maybe giving things or people too much energy. So it's just tuning in to how you feel on a daily basis and then building an awareness of what you need based on how you feel. And then hopefully having the ability and the courage to take action. 
so you can meet that need and help that feeling either increase if it's a positive feeling or dissipate if it's a neutral sort of not so pleasant feeling that you're experiencing. So the best daily action that I could advise you to take to manage your energy, to become more aware of your energy and better meet your own needs is to figure out how you're actually feeling and therefore what you need. This is a practice in itself. This is a daily habit to form. So this is something that is just a daily check-in that most of the time I'd encourage people to do through journaling uh, because that's the best way to prompt your mind to ask yourself questions and then process it through writing. We don't all have time to do that every single day. So if you can have a post-it note nearby that just says, how do you feel? What do you need? Just ask yourself that pause in the morning and just think, how do I feel? What do I need? What do I need to match that feeling? And this is different for all of us. There are obviously things that we know make most of us feel better and well and happy and healthy, but this is an individual, unique thing to you. It's about figuring out what you as the individual need. A really nice way to think about this is, is in a, a diagram I actually have in front of me here and I use with clients, but I'll just run through it. It's really helpful prompt when you're not sure how you're feeling and not sure what you need. So when you feel overwhelmed, so I feel overwhelmed, you would match that with I need to take a break. You might feel stressed, therefore you need to focus on relaxation. Perhaps you feel anxious and you therefore need to just bring in those coping techniques, perhaps breath work, mindful walking, connecting with nature, doing something to ground you from that anxiety. When you feel sad, you may need to be kind to yourself, reach out to people, connect and retreat if you want to, if that's going to help you to feel better. Sometimes when people feel sad, they want to move their body as well. So maybe it might be, I feel sad. I need to be kind to myself. I need to rest. I need to connect. Or I need to move in a mindful way. And finally, I feel tired. So again, I need to restore, recharge, rest. Rest is coming up a lot in this self-care. So why I did that was just able to think, I feel like this, I need this. And a positive example, you know, could be, I feel happy. And that might mean I need to continue doing X, Y, and Z. For me, that would be, I feel happy, I need to continue exercising, walking in nature every day, and connecting to at least one friend or loved one a day. That would be probably the things that I would do. And of course, beyond this, beyond this own self-check-in, it's so important to sort of break down the barrier of getting support beyond looking after yourself. Often many of us struggle with that burden of going to a friend or even a professional and asking for help. But actually, it's okay to ask for help. No one human can figure everything out on their own. And once you start speaking to someone honestly and openly, you'll start to feel so much better. I promise. 
might feel scary at first, but after a while you start to feel better and you're then able to take better care of yourself after getting that support. So it's a really important note I just wanted to say. So as well as that daily check-in, it's important when you start to think about your own self-care that you begin to figure out what you need to say no to and what you need to say yes to. And I often see self-care as saying no for the benefit of your future self. And that can be really, really hard sometimes. And often saying no and saying yes when it's appropriate is all about knowing your boundaries and working out, as I say, when it's appropriate for you to do something for yourself or other people and when it's not. So basically figuring out when to say no and when to say yes for your well-being and your health. And this can be so hard because, again, like I said before about self-care, we've not been taught about boundaries. This is something many of us are learning as adults. And it's especially hard to set boundaries if saying no makes you feel guilty or that you're letting somebody down or that you've not been able to do for so many years. You just felt like you had to say yes at work in relationships, to yourself. Saying yes means that you are going to be successful. We don't get taught the positives of saying no. And I'm here to just make sure that you realize the value in saying no. Saying no gives you time. It gives you energy. It allows you to restore and take better care of yourself. And that's only a good thing. It will feel weird at first saying no, And it also might feel weird saying yes to things that you actually want to do that you've not said yes to in the past. So begin to grow this awareness by thinking about the next time you get asked to do something, just try and tune in and pause and go, what do I actually want to do here? Do I want to say yes or do I want to say no? Obviously, this kind of boundary work can take a long time to actually master and working with a coach like Me or others can really help you to figure this stuff out and set some healthy boundaries for your own well-being and to improve the relationships in your life as well. But just tune into that and just think, right, what boundaries could I set? What can I say yes to to make me feel good? What can I start saying no to to get some time and energy back for yourself? And over time, allow yourself to let go of that guilt for saying no. Let go of that people-pleasing. And let go of thinking that you need to look after everyone else before yourself. Because if you take care of yourself, you can show up better for other people. So just think as well with all of this work, with all of this reflection on self-care, what do you have energy for? And what do you actually have time for? That's something I'm not going to go into massively, but with self-care, we also need to think about time management. So what do you actually have time to do? So reality check that as well and just tune into what is giving you energy, what is taking it away and learn when to say yes and when to say no and actually plan in relaxation and plan in downtime and rest, rest, rest. Just spilling out a few little last bits there off the back of that boundaries point but it's so important actually to plan in this rest and get a bit serious about the schedule when are you going to take care of yourself is it 10 minutes a day 20 minutes a day what are you going to do in that time 
And it doesn't always have to be rest. Maybe you will be exercising or you'll be practicing some mindfulness or you'll be engaging in nature or connecting with a loved one that makes you feel good. But what is that 20 minutes of self-care every single day? What does that look like to you? So to wrap up, just a few gentle reminders of what to actually do to get started with your self-care routines or your daily habits. Think about how you can actively plan, going off what I've just said. What are you going to do every day to take care of yourself? That's the first thing to think about. The next thing is to, to think about committing to it. How are you going to commit to it? Is it something you need to put in your diary? Is it something you need an accountability partner for? Think about how you are going to commit to it. And make sure if you miss that slot every day of taking care of yourself, that you rearrange it. And finally, be conscious about it. Be intentional about taking care of yourself. Do what feels right for you and your well-being, not somebody else's. And please remember all of this self-work and personal development takes time. It's not an overnight fix and taking care of yourself is an ongoing practice. So there you go, another episode of Matter of Mindset. It's been a pleasure to take you through self-care and how you can start to think about building it into your own life again. Looking at what it is and what it isn't and thinking about the different types of it and what you can start to do to make better changes and choices so that you get more energy, you have more time for yourself and just feel happier and healthier. The starting point is taking care of yourself. It's having that awareness. So if that's just what you're taking from listening today, then that's what counts. Perhaps you feel more motivated now and you might prioritize a particular area of self-care. And maybe you've realized you'd like to start saying no more and tune into what you're going to say yes more. You might now think, oh, okay, I need to start monitoring how I feel and what I need. I may need to think about my energy and my mindset and where I'm at each day. And then you can take time to allow yourself to improve your self-care. So if this episode's resonated with you, then please let me know over on Instagram at Matter of Mind Coaching. And as always, I'd love it if you could rate and review this episode. It helps more people find me and therefore have help in improving their well-being and their mind health. A reminder as well for those of you who are new to listening that I work with people on a one-to-one basis online and have a base in person in Manchester in the UK. So if you want that extra support and something's resonated with you today and you think I'd really like that extra support, that one-to-one attention, that coach by my side supporting me to improve my daily life, how I feel, how I act and how I behave, then I can help you. Many of my clients work with me to improve their self-care routines and their strategies so they can feel happier and healthier every single day. So if that sounds appealing to you, then book a free 30-minute consultation with me. You can message me at matterofmindcoaching at gmail.com or as I said, head over to Instagram and drop me a DM at matterofmindcoaching. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I absolutely loved presenting it and bringing this to you because it's been a while. I've actually been ill for about a month now and I've been taking care of myself. So I've not been able to do the record 
as much as I would have liked to, but I've been taking care of myself, resting and restoring my energy so I can then show up for you and for my clients. So I hope you've enjoyed this extra long episode today. And while you're here, I just want to let you know I'll be releasing another podcast before the Christmas break and the festive season, all about how you can be dealing with that festive break, whatever that means to you. There'll be some mindful tips in there. There'll be thoughts and ideas on how you can communicate to people and most importantly, how you can actually have a rest and a break over that time. So until next time, take care and do what you can to create a happier, healthier mind.